Thanks for tuning in. It's this week's episode of Chopping It Up, and I am sitting here with the lovely Pooja from Mellow Mushroom. What's up, Pooja? Hey, how you doing? I'm living the dream. I'm really excited that you're here today. I'm excited to be here. I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm excited to do it. That's a great attitude. You know what I mean? That's a winning attitude right there. Um, So Pooja and I are good friends. We met uh, through industry stuff. I was brought there to do events or something. I don't even remember why. I think it was a server of mine. Yes, Gabriella. About five years ago, right? Um, So, yes. uh, I think maybe even longer. Well, I've only had that joint. It'll be, Mellow will be six years in October. And it was right after you opened. She was one of your, like, first couple of rotations of staff, if not early, early. The inaugural staff. The inaugural staff. Yes. Fond memories. Um... Yes, but we 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 just be quickly became friends, you know, and uh, and I very much value Pooja in my life. She's awesome, and so I wanted to invite her on here because uh, what I really was drawn to you about, like originally, is just the fact that you're a business owner. You own this restaurant, this giant fucking restaurant, six thousand fucking feet. Right? Oh my god, it's so big! It really is. If you haven't been there, it's a uh, Mellow Mushroom in Adams Morgan. Um, and what's crazy is you could almost walk right by it and not see it somehow. I think way too many people do do that. But to me, because but yeah. I mean, honestly, like I don't even know how or why, but it just kind of is that way. Because I guess the front doesn't seem that big, but you go in and it's monstrous. It's mm-hmm. three stories. I mean, it's a beautiful space. You did a great job with the decorations and, and everything. I really, really cool space. Definitely art emphasis in there, and I respect yes, absolutely. that. Um. And so, yeah, so I was really impressed by you because you're a business owner. Uh, you definitely cared about the space and the art in it. And then uh, you also told me that you are an attorney and also a professional photographer. <laughs> and that is, like, quite the lineup of professional skills. And I think it says a lot about, like, who you are. That I have ADD? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever, yeah. you know, successfully, though. Look <laughs> at that. I mean, some people have ADD and just walk around in circles all day. You're like... <laughs> like 17 careers you know yeah something like that i mean you know what i really respect that i think that's i think that's really awesome you know so um so tell us more about mellow mushroom how did you how did you go from being an attorney you know tell us what kind of an attorney so i practiced for about five years in dc at a place called the children's law center and we focused on working with families that were involved with the abuse and neglect system and so the practice was really holistic. So we did everything from custody stuff to public benefits, landlord, tenant, criminal justice, anything that impacted our clients' lives. Um, we were there to help them. So it's actually the largest civil legal services organization in DC now. Um, so, but yeah, I definitely loved my time there. But it was intense. Yeah. Um, we were in Chinatown, and so me and a lot of my like fellow colleagues we'd end up at Clyde's happy hour <laughs> right easy to do pretty fast trying to you know kind of digest what would happen in our cases into our clients lives being oppressed by lots of different systems yeah yeah well yeah I can I can really only imagine um some of the stories and things 
So from there, you were like, fuck it, I'm going to open up a pizza joint. <laughs> like, how'd you get there? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so my dad actually is a Burger King franchisee. So he actually has, uh, he like started out as a restaurant manager in the 80s. And then in the 90s, he started um, owning his own. So it, my first job from 13 to 16 was actually working in a Burger King. Ah. So the restaurant industry was not like entirely unfamiliar to me. But obviously, Mellow Mushroom's a bit different since it's full service. We have bartender servers, you know, bar, liquor. Right. Burger King just got that drive through. You know? Right, so, right. Whole different animal. Um, but yeah, I think I was at a point in my career where I was burning out a bit. Um, and then my brother, who I own the Mellow Mushroom with, was also looking for a bit of a change. And we explored a lot of options and just kind of found Mellow Mushroom to be a good fit. Right on. <clears throat> so what's it like owning a business in Adams Morgan? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually just with a friend yesterday who was talking about Adams Morgan and was like, I don't come to Adams Morgan anymore. And I was like, well, are you talking about Adams Morgan of 2017 or like the one that was present when I was in law school? I think that right. the neighborhood still has um, a bit of a, personality that's different night to day you know right thursday night versus saturday night but i think that it it's evolved as a lot of the city has um there's more restaurants um more residential there now it's not just all nightclubs right and you know obviously we're part of that mix being more restaurant and bar not really right you know just full nightlife yeah that's interesting do you think that has like business improved or stayed the same or gotten less like with the development of like the hotel and like all that residential like has it impacted your business in any way i mean for us we've we've been in a much better position 2016 and then this year right so it, i think that the way the neighborhood shifted has helped us obviously all progress comes at a cost to somebody so i'm sure there's other businesses that have been hurt i know one of my favorite peruvian places is turning into a popeyes you know i mean right. that's that's part of change, unfortunately, too. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, when we started, it was a streetscape where basically 18th Street was tore up to make those sidewalks. Right. And that renovation. And then also that's when U Street and Shaw and 14th Street kind of started having a lot more dining. So those two things hurt us all at the same time when we just kind of finished our honeymoon. So right. it was definitely some rough periods where we... <clears throat> You know, we weren't sure we were going to make it. Right. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, I'm sure the rent is expensive there. I mean, it's such a big place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a three-story building, but it's, like, tiny. You right. know what I mean? It's, like, each floor is <laughs> tiny. So it's, like, yeah. not the same. Yeah, like, your bathroom is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> you seriously, the square no. footage on your rooftop alone is, like, the whole, my whole building. You know, it's... yeah. And with a bigger space comes bigger every expense, Everything, right? Like yeah. your electricity. More gas, toilet paper. More, more toilet soap. Paper. More mops. More mops. Definitely made more than one mop to clean that place. Um, but yeah, no, I think that it was it was a big thing to to bite off. I was actually, you know, reflecting on this, like, you know, now that we're about to be six years, and I feel I wish I would have maybe, you know, opened a restaurant that was half its size. I think it would have been a better first move, you know. It's very ambitious for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
a little naive, you know? I mean, that's the great thing about ambition. It's like a perfect side of naivete. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, like I know his restaurateur, he's like, man, if I knew what I then, what I know now, I would have never opened a restaurant. Oh, I definitely went to. I remember when we were building it, I would. It was such a hassle. Like there'd be like unknown conditions. The general contractor would come back and be like, "We need sixty thousand dollars more because we found this." I was like, "The fuck you found that? Like, <laughs> I need proof." You know, it just like felt like every day it was gonna be longer right. and more expensive. So I was, I would be like, "Yeah, man, you're just doing this to me." So when it's time to open the doors, I'll be like, "Running a restaurant's a piece of cake. Building it's what's hard." But no, actually, running a restaurant's way harder yeah, than building yeah. one. Right. Yeah. I mean, wow, what a super ambitious move for sure. I never really even thought about all that. You like built the thing, everything. It's so big. You had everything decorated. I mean, I acknowledge that, but I didn't really like think about what that actually means. And especially having, you know, gone through a slight bit of that here, I have even more respect for the the brick and mortar hustle, man. It's so different. That rent is super real. Oh, yeah. And it's a fixed cost. It doesn't matter. You sold one pizza or a thousand pizzas. You know, my landlord's coming for me. Exactly. <laughs> so. he, don't, he don't care about how many pizzas. <laughs> he you, does not care. You didn't sell. Man, yeah. that's crazy. What's your favorite memory of Mellow? Favorite? Oh, man. I know you got some. I have a couple, but I don't know which one I'm really comfortable sharing. <laughs> <laughs> that's respectful. Um. <laughs> Well, actually, um, this is obviously really boastful, too, but um, maybe about, like, six months ago, our kitchen staff got my brother, myself, and my general manager these plaques that was, like, basically acknowledging, like, us as, like, being, like, fair and good employers. And I think that I was really, really taken aback by that. It was, like, something, you know, that store that used to be in the mall? Maybe it still is. I just haven't been to a shopping mall in, like, years. Things remembered where you could get things engraved. It was like that. It's, like, with our names spelled out and, like, all all this English, too. Because, like, I would say 95% of my kitchen staff is also Spanish-speaking. Right. So, um, but, yeah, I think that that was one of those moments where, I mean, I think one of the things I struggle with the most being a restaurant owner is how do you be a good employer right and it's such a battle sometimes because one it's a very slim margin industry so i'm not paying wages that are like bringing people into like the middle class right um and i and i acknowledge that and it's 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 not a great feeling right and also like you have to be tough like i mean if i was Always, like, let everything go. That place would be even in worse condition, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and have some standards. I was like, y'all, like, I know we're Mellow Mushroom, but, like, not that fucking Mellow. Like, can you please come on time? Can you please pull up your pants, you know? <laughs> can you please repeat the order before you go put in the computer? Right. Um, but I think it's that's um, that struggle with, like, wanting to be liked. Right. And then that not necessarily always being a possibility there yeah. as the boss. Um, so I guess, you know, to circle back on your question, I think receiving that from my kitchen staff that I have a lot of respect for their work ethic for them to, yeah. to acknowledge me, which is not necessarily anything that they need to ever think about. Right. That's super awesome for yeah. sure. It's uh, it's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice. Well, I've always really appreciated, like, you know, hanging out with you and talking to you and, like, the way you talk about the people that work for you. <clears throat> and like you're you've always been extremely fair 
and you've always been like burdened. Attempted to be extremely fair. I mean, you're it's, as yeah. as, as, as fair as you can be as a business yeah. owner, and so I definitely understand like the struggle, you mm-hmm. know, that is, you know, um, like I would love to pay, you know, you, I'm sure you want to pay your staff more than minimum wage. Yeah. Like you want to pay yourself all kinds of money, but like there's only you know so many pieces of the pie, man, and the government and the landlord are taking <laughs> most of that shit. So it's just you know yeah. it's difficult. It's a it's a balance, right? You know, and having been an employee for so many years and now being an employer, right? I definitely see things in different ways than I ever have before, which is also why I work twenty hours a day <laughs> yeah. and I don't expect other people to do things. You no. know what I mean? Because I mean, right? That's like the most important lesson or, or thing to know is you can't expect anybody to work as hard for your business as you, as you. that's a ridiculous assumption it really is yeah, or expectation it really 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 is so yeah i couldn't agree more and you know you have your passion and your vision and no one else is going to fully see that the exact same way yeah they don't got that same risk they don't got that same reward so. exactly everything exists for a reason mm-hmm Let's just hope we can calculate some of our risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm even happy with a littlest bit of reward at this point. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I'll take it. I mean, we go for very small victories. Man. <laughs> like the other night, I had a Stiegel Rattler. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It was so good. <laughs> Highlight of my week so yeah. far. <laughs> no, they're tasty. I prefer a little bit more alcohol in my booze, but, but it is what? a tasty thing. Agreed. But you know what? The... Quick fixes. You throw what? a shot of gin in that motherfucker. Oh, I thought you were going to say shot of Jameson. Molly, you're not being consistent right now. <laughs> but no, it would not taste I'm good I'm also drinking Jameson. grapefruit soda, yeah. so I feel no, like I have good. abandoned all senses. But, <laughs> but you know, the gin and the Rattler, because mm. you can't even taste it. It doesn't even affect the sweet coldness of that beverage. Yeah, absolutely. Man, good way to amp it up. We should go find a Stiegel. I, I carry Stiegel, rather. Yeah, let's go yeah. find a Stiegel. Do it on the roof. Do you have Stiegel? Yeah, <gasps> absolutely. Oh, I'm totally riding my bike to Mellow Mushroom <laughs> after this podcast to drink a Stiegel. <clears throat> Shout out to our future sponsors, Stiegel. <laughs> exactly. You know that. what I mean? How do you get a refrigerator full of Stiegel, rather? Um, figure out. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine a keg? Mm. Yeah. That would be a problem because it's, it's like malt liquor. Yeah. It's like juice. We went, me and Jesus went to Copycat. Oh. And we they, got. They carry that on draft? No. Oh, okay. No, they had cans, but it was the most glorious thing. After slow roll the other night, after being so hot. Oh, that's where you guys end up going after slow roll? Yeah, yeah, I know. But not for a while. But I digress. Yeah. So let's get back to. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm definitely fascinated by um, brick and mortar stuff and just having an actual business and what's that like. Six years in Adams Morgan is pretty crazy. It really has changed a lot. I've noticed there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of empty buildings in Adams Morgan, or a lot of empty storefronts. Is it because the rent is too damn high? I don't know. I mean, for me, the the side that I've heard about is a lot of these landlords, you know, are, are waiting out to find tenants that will pay higher rent. Right. But I don't know if that's going to happen, and and until then, it's a bit of a disservice to the rest of the neighborhood. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's been... Uh, but there is, you're right. The vacancy level is a bit higher than you see in other neighborhoods that are like that. That busy. Heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was don't, noticing that recently. Crazy, crazy. So so what? what's what's uh, what's next for Pooja? Well, you know, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Well, I don't know what is because obviously that would 
you know, I mean, mellow sometimes can take up, you know, a little bit of my life, but then it can become like a really possessive, jealous animal and like occupy every ounce of space. Um, so it's hard for me to like really dream about something so big until I like, you know, know I could commit like that. So I'd hate to do that too much. Um, but I miss, I miss the law a little bit in the sense of at least like client centered work. A right. lot of the, a lot of the clients that we had that I actually felt the most connected to were like teens that were aging out of foster care. Word. And, um, you know, I always tell people I didn't emancipate from my parents when I was 21. You know, right. I was still had my hand out. Right. You're like, damn, you know, I, I, <laughs> you just help me close the gap here. <laughs> um, but, you know, our youth that leave, you know, the government as their parent um, at 21 are, one, usually pretty ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's rough out there, you know, like afford- affordable housing is an issue for, for a lot of people, but it's certainly for this population. So in terms of next, I really have been thinking about ideas that maybe merge the public sector, um, social enterprise, private sector um, around that population and, and helping them um, achieve sustainability and, you know, economic success or, you know, success just as like, you know, citizens um, post. Yeah, I definitely respect that. I, I really want to work with... Um some foster kids as well. I, I feel like once I'm more stable, mm-hmm. I think I would make a good foster mom. Oh, definitely, yeah. But you're right. Like, it's so important for anybody who goes down that line to assess what their level of commitment yeah. is because you you can't go into it and be another disappointment in uh, that child's life when you, you don't know what kind of struggle they've already faced with their biological family. Exactly. I, I don't want to ever do that to anybody. Just reaffirm some... You know, really horrible stuff. For sure. But one day. No, oh, I, I can definitely, I can see you being an amazing foster parent, well, adoptive parent, yeah. however, what, you know. Just help you, you know, especially the older kids, you know what I mean? I just feel like they just need a little bit of guidance. Definitely. You know, uh, you know, they just need to know somebody cares about them. For sure. So we just got to get them all passports so they can come to Costa Rica. <laughs> there you go. That's only kick back but i don't think they'll mind no, They're like hey you want to live with me in costa rica sometime <laughs> no way that sounds terrible i think anybody that meets us well, that wants to hang <laughs> with us is going to be cool to be they might only want to be friends with us we're because we're going to be in costa, costa rica. rica you heard it here first yeah one love costa rica coming soon <laughs> absolutely so, you know, I, I asked um, Che, the last guest, as well, because I decided that 2017 is the year of self-care. So oh. I, I've been really into that. I went to the doctor for the first time in, like, seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good start. Not dying. There you go. Um, my teeth are a little fucked up, but, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but so, yeah, we're just, you know, talking about, you know, how do, how do you manage stress? Like, I've been meditating. I've been like, I try to meditate. It's it's kind of hard for me. I get really distracted. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to guided meditations on okay. YouTube. There you go. And that actually helps because I just really focus on what they're saying. And they're short. Yeah. No, I've spoke to a psychologist who said that, like, in the future, they will look at meditation as, as critical a component of mental health as, you know, therapy or... Dep- antidepressants, exercise, diet, sleep. Um, but that definitely meditation would be a component of it. 
Um, for me, I mean, I definitely find in dealing with stress, a lot of times yoga. There's a great mm. studio, Studio DC, right across from Mellow that I frequent. And I find that the teachers are really thoughtful in terms of like the practice is very physical, but there's also a component to think about the spiritual side of it. Um, it, it always starts with the guided meditation. Um, lately, I have found that like keeping a little journal right by my bed um, and just jotting things down in there that like stress me out or trouble me that may prevent me from like having a good sound night's sleep. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes, you know, you just almost ruminate about something because you're afraid you're going to forget it. Um, and it might be like that small thing that you think is going to like, if I had this information, it's going to solve everything tomorrow when obviously nothing Hey. Nothing works that way, but sometimes for me, just writing it down so that it's out of my head <laughs> waiting for me in the morning has been good. Um, and one thing that I did learn um, when I worked at Children's Law Center that was good about managing stress was to sometimes, you know, sometimes you just have to shut it down. You know, when you own your own business, there's nobody, there's no vacation days, but there's also nobody telling you that, like, you know, when enough is enough for a day. Um, right. So you have to be that own person. and. I find like sometimes if I just write down the few things that I want to attack first thing the next day, yeah, that's helpful because I knew when I was a lawyer I had to do that because, you know, when you're working with that, you know, people that impacted with the abuse and neglect system, there's really no end of what you can do to help somebody in their journey mm -hmm. in that in that space. That's super valid. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of music too. I am live music. <laughs> Love it. Love going to shows. What was the best show you've seen this year? This year, or in the last year, let's just say in the last year. I, you know, I'm not gonna not say. Well, actually, one weekend I saw Lupe Fiasco, and then I'm gonna mess up his name, Michael Kiwanuka. I don't know. Um, he's British. Um, but he's amazing. Where'd you see him? Um, boat shows were at the Nine Thirty Club. Nice. Yeah. You should have a season pass. That would be great. Can you get a season pass? No. Oh, okay, that would be amazing. That would be. <laughs> They should sell them. It's just like the same price as tickets, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I seriously could spend like all my disposable income on travel and like seeing live shows. In fact, one time I bought a ticket to my favorite band, Fat Freddy's Drop. You know me. Yeah, heard me talk about them before. So they're from New Zealand. They've, I think, they toured in San Fran once. But otherwise, they don't come to the U.S. And they were going to be in London, and so I could afford. Four tickets to the show. They were like hundred bucks each, but I couldn't afford like airfare to London, so I bought four tickets. Told some people like, "Come meet me in London," and then like maybe like four months later, I could afford the airfare. But like, yeah. So I've even structured travel and reunions around nice musicians. Yeah, that's awesome. I respect that. I think it's really important to support live music. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. and I I appreciate that you like to go out and see music. I do. I do. I still have the wine glass from that winery. Oh man! Oh man! Is that right. event was a little extra? That was Not super extra. <laughs> I was like, man, I really wish I had eaten so many mushrooms. This would be a lot less awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but not really. It was so awkward, regardless. Yeah. I couldn't handle it, man. <laughs> the dancing there was also very awkward. Yeah, the whole. Thing. I was like, people should be 
drunk. They should be having better rhythm right now. <laughs> it's like, it's not adding up. No. No. Very strange. It was like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. But every time I pull that cup out of the cabinet, I smile because I think about that. It was still a really fun day. It was. Yeah. It was a it random was. group of people we it, got together, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I always was. feel like a giant when I hang out with your friends. So I'm like <laughs> a foot taller than all of you. I know. Like, honeycomb, honeycomb. <laughs> like hey, at 5'3", I'm actually considered quite tall for a South Asian. <laughs> so imagine. You're towering. You could, you could even found someone more petite than me, and then you would have really struggled. Well, all your friends are... Yeah, some of them are, yeah, they're, they're of slight build. <laughs> yeah. Tiny little women. <laughs> They're fierce, though. Fierce, don't, don't no. Powerful, <laughs> bold, funny, crazy smart, tiny little women. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my own insecurities because I'm <laughs> damn near giant. How tall are you? 5'10. Yeah. But I'm built like a linebacker. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's a little different. <laughs> I always feel like y'all's security guard when we go. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just here to protect the ladies. Back up. Oh man, I can't wait to go tell that. Go tell them this <laughs> conversation happened. You can just send them the link to the podcast. Oh they yeah, can, they can I gotta hear, hear first. Yeah, you know, how much right. I distribute this to any <laughs> any listeners out there. Oh, it's going out. Oh yeah, it's going out. <laughs> so what else should we talk about, Pooja? I don't know. I don't usually get so personal with people, but I really wanted to with you because I know you. Yeah. Um, what do you wish for D.C.? Oh, for D.C.? Yeah. What do you wish for D.C.? You live here. You work here. You're heavily invested. What do you wish for D.C.? I mean, I think what I wish for almost, like, every large city is that there's a way for, like, growth to happen that's more inclusive. Yeah. Um, I think that there's there's probably no U.S. city that's doing it completely right, um, but I think we could all be doing a much more um, thoughtful job about how we push people out of certain neighborhoods and these fake developer deals for affordable housing mm-hmm. that, you know, basically it's like trust fund babies that are working at a nonprofit that are the ones getting these because they do technically make 50 to $70,000 a year, but I don't think that's what we were trying to get at Mm-mm. with these programs. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I appreciate like, you know, you're obviously a part of this, but I've, I feel like just in the 10, 12 years I've lived here, either I've become more aware of, or there just has been more like, appreciation for art um, and artists that are doing their thing. Um, I don't know how much it's come to being like monetary appreciation. Maybe recognition is what I'm seeing more now, but hopefully that will translate into other stuff. Um, I'd hope for um, economic and racial and um, diversity, maybe not political diversity. (laughs) I'm okay with (laughs) I'm okay with 98% blue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with that. Don't fuck with that. But the rest of it, we could keep mixing it up proper. That would be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I actually, I, I find myself, you know, pretty, pretty enamored with the city as it is, too, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think, like anything, you always want it to be better. I think it has a lot going on. So what are your some of your favorite things about D.C.? 
Okay, well, <laughs> I do like that everybody seems to get so heated about stuff. Like other people, like <laughs> I think I went down to Miami once and somebody saw my ID. I think it was like February, so it was really close after the inauguration. And they were like, are you going to fucking just bitch about the, the state of the world? And I was like, my bad. That's, Maybe. I, guess, like, I mean, we could talk about it for like five minutes, right? Like, they were like, no. Um, so <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, my friends are always like, have you read this article? Have you, you know, listened to this podcast? You know, I think right. people are looking to be engaged not only in their own communities, but um, larger. I mean, I like how, like, for basically anything and everything, there's there's probably an organization or a group or a mm-hmm. march happening yeah. um, to, to be for or against it, whatever your political will. What else do I like? Um I, mean, I like obviously like all the access to so much free stuff, right? Yeah. Like free music, free museum, not free music, free museums, free like booze at museums. Yeah. Um, Wait, there's free booze. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind that track, top selector. There's free booze at museums. I might sometimes. Well, let's long go. Let's go. Yeah. They, um, got, they got Rattlers. They got Steve. <laughs> I, <don't want> <laughs> I can maybe find you some Jameson. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um. You know, I think um, it is interesting to me. I mean, obviously, like, I work in a restaurant, and there's a pretty broad range of people that will come and work in a restaurant, right? You'll have people that are, you know, they're going to grad school, and they're looking for for money to supplement their, you know, all their tuition expenses to people that, you know, like, working two jobs, sending half their paycheck as remittances to, like, Guatemala. Right. Um, And not... You know, and my sense is, is, like, there's so many people in this city living those, like, really varied experiences, too. But there are opportunities here still for people to have come in contact. I mean, if I can say one thing that I respect about the restaurant industry a lot is it does allow people, like, we're all in it 7 o'clock Saturday. Like, it doesn't matter where you came from. Like, right. whether you're, like, a pizza chef or a server or a bus, you know, a busser, like, we're all in this grind. Um we're all like pretty equalized in front of the guests too, right. right? When the guests like praises us, it's everybody. When they're like fucked up, you know, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's on everybody too. So yeah. I like that, and I like that you know in DC that it has um it allows for people. I don't know how many how many other industries people are connecting on that level, yeah. but I think more than some cities, there's still some opportunity for that. For sure. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your favorite thing to do in the city? In the city? I know you rode your bike here. Yeah, and thank you for like getting me back on my bike. Molly actually is the one who I've bought both my bikes with. The first one that got stolen. I didn't steal it. For the record. Some mofo stole it at six in the morning outside of Washington Sports Club in the snow. That's like the shittiest time of Dude. day to steal somebody's bike. I mean, come on. Yeah. Steal it from me like 8 p.m. on yeah. a summer night when I could walk home, you know? Yeah. So she gave her working out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I know. Let that be the takeaway. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Work out at a normal time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite thing to do in the city. I feel like the way I am about my career, I am about my interests too. Pretty ADD. Well, I would say you like to eat. We definitely have gone out and had some amazing meals together. You're pretty on top of, like, 
Yeah, it is definitely. You know? It's part of the occupational needs to stay current on this. Mm, yeah. Yes, we did go to Bad State before everybody. <laughs> yeah, we did. But the problem is we went full of guacamole from El Chucho. El so Chucho. we have to go back hungry. To El Chucho? <laughs> no, mm. not to El Chucho. To Bad State. <laughs> I went to El Chucho's the other night. Oh. I've been on a taco kick. Mm. Yeah, you were talking about tacos after so long. I don't know why. I've been on a taco <laughs> kick for like a week. I'm going to make a taco pizza for you. I think that's what you need, yeah. Yo, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> I don't know why you would just all of a sudden be listening to this, but Mellow Mushrooms Pizza is the fucking bomb. It is. That crust. Crust is good, yeah. The crust is it's so about money. the dough. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. what up, dough? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> okay. I know. I'm like, you can edit that out. No, leave that in. Leave Shame in. me. <laughs> yeah. Make me own that shit. Make me cringe when I listen to this. <laughs> um, the they have a lunchtime special, a five dollar pizza until three p.m. from eleven to three every day. Yep. And it's a personal pizza, and dude, it's super legit, yo. <laughs> Look at this little, little advertising up here. Free drop for Mellow Mushroom. There you go. This podcast is brought to our sponsors, <laughs> Mellow Mushroom. Get your $5. I'm, ri- I'm going to have to get a taco pizza. I'm going to have to name it after you, too. Call it the pink taco. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Put a lot of kimchi on it or ginger. <laughs> Just broke the engineer. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going to take those suggestions at all. <laughs> like bulgogi? Are you trying to, are you trying to like bring... Okay, bulgogi's different. But with okay. kimchi, with the, the ginger on top. So you're making a Korean taco pizza? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think taco just like... Yeah. But lots of the pink stuff on top. <laughs> okay. And call it the pink taco. You can come when we do uh, testing. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Yeah. You know, a taco pizza sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. What We've would you use as what would you use as a sauce? Refried beans? I don't know. We could use just like olive oil and garlic. Queso. Queso. Oh. Yeah. Good. But the queso would like melt, I think. Yeah. And I mean for me, like there's gotta be an aesthetic to the pizza too. <laughs> I think that like queso on the dough crust, baked. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it looking so good. But this is where, you know, we get menu testing. Maybe you just bake the pizza. This is it. Okay. You just bake it. the pizza. Okay. You bake the dough. Like a cheese pizza? or I'm... Just flat-ass okay. pizza. Maybe okay. a little seasoning on it. But no, just a, a disc. Okay. And then when it comes out, you cover it in queso and build, like, a nachos on top of it. Oh. Okay, now that's... That that's smart. But not nachos, like a seven layer dip, kind mm-hmm. of essentially. Yeah. But with like and then like the cheese would be like the shredded lettuce. Yeah. But like ground beef on it or chicken or And then we need some crunch. Then, we would put like some tortilla strips. Yeah, little on tortilla it. strips on top. Cilantro. Exactly. Yeah. And then it would be like a queso sauce. A little spreadable refried beans. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. On that dough. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. bake the dough and then just put the other stuff on top after. Okay. Now my kitchen would love to float this idea. I'm sure they could do a much <laughs> better job. Like, they probably like for family meal have been making yeah, this. They'd exactly. be like, yo, Pooja, what you talking about? You're talking about this pizza right here that we eat every Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, like my white friend has this idea on how to even make a taco pizza. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, I'm sure they. <laughs> I'm sure they've got that covered. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm about that taco life. Yeah, that you are. Bread and yeah. potatoes. I'm Irish, man. I can't. <laughs> I am what I am. Yeah, that was a potato joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> you know, it's always the best when you have to tell people a joke is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> This one, I give you permission to yeah, edit yeah. out. <laughs> no. Actually, you should. No, leave it in. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to come here again. Shame me for my bad jokes. I'm totally cool with it. There you go. Right on. So tell us about any, is there any specials? What do you got going on at Mellow Mushroom? What should people in the neighborhood know if they want to come by? Like, do you have games? Do you like sports or happy hour specials? I told them about the lunch pizza, but mm-hmm. what else? What else should people know about Mellow Mushroom? Yeah. Well, we actually have an all night happy hour on Fridays on the second floor. What? Yeah. What's the happy hour special? So it's $2 off all draft, $5 rail, and house wines, um, $3 cheesy bread, $4 bruschetta. Yeah, have you had our cheesy bread? Yes. Pretty good. Um, got trivia on Tuesdays. We're actually trying to find like a team to watch, although I'm not a football fan whatsoever, but apparently that's what Americans like to do. Uh-huh. Um, and so... Uh, I like how you disassociated yourself <laughs> from the whole continent. <laughs> So apparently about football, I really do feel like American peasants. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's just somehow I just never got with it. Yeah. Um, and all this concussion stuff doesn't make yeah. me want to like really ride up on it now, too. No. Um, but anyways, we are trying to like find if there's like some like alumni team that might want to watch a game. But no, I don't know. We do DJs sometimes. We we like work with all sorts of anybody out there who has a nonprofit wants to do a happy hour fundraiser. You know that's my that's your jam. That's my jam. Like and people do can do all. private parties there, right? They can rent out the second floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the roof. Or the roof. Which yeah. the roof is super dope, y'all. It's on the third floor. It's a great view, Adams yeah. Morgan. Yeah, it's really nice up there, actually. Yeah, I like the cool lighting. I do like the roof. I do too. Yeah, I really like. Um, your current menu, I know it's about to change, but it, because it has all the caloric breakdown. Of the oh, food, yeah. And then it becomes like a challenge to see like <laughs> how much food I can eat for the lowest amount of calories. Like, I'm getting pretty good at it. Are you? Yeah. yeah. A little math. I am. Yeah. I am. I'm still very confused. Is the honey mustard really the lowest calorie dressing? Dressing? Because... Maybe not. Because I felt like that could be true. I think the olive oil, and, olive oil and vinegar. That's what I would the think. The herb vinaigrette, but I think, would be. I don't know. The vinaigrette. I think we stopped carrying the honey mustard, too. No, I had it the other day. Oh, did you? Well, we just actually updated our menus, like, on the 26th. I don't know what day you came in. Or 27th. Oh, so no more calories? Yeah, no more calories. Damn right. it. <laughs> now you can I eat really with, like, reckless it. abandon. I would, like, break out my fucking calculator and shit and be yeah. like, I got two salads. You know, it didn't change people's <laughs> behaviors. I thought that, like, having it on there would make people, like... So, like, I'm a confirmed heathen, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for letting me know what a fucking pig I am, Mellow Mushroom. I mean, I think that people know that pizza's not, like, your, like... You know, your option if you're trying to be, like, some kind of, like... You know, like my friends, like, skinny little petite people. <laughs> they eat a they're whole not lot skinny, they're just little people. Little people. You, you say they're fat little people? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Pooja, I'm not here to judge anybody. No. <laughs> no, no. Exa- it sounds like I am, but <laughs> I'm just classifying them yeah. by size. <laughs> They're just fat. <laughs> yeah. I forgot your question. 
<laughs> I was talking about the honey mustard. Oh, yeah. Probably the, the most boring question I've ever asked. On <laughs> but I was really bewildered. I was like, how could the balsamic vinaigrette have more calories than the honey mustard? Yeah. Felt like it was fucked. Yeah. I know. No, I was no. like, this is some government shit right here. This can't be the truth. <laughs> this does not make sense. I'm like, who made this? DCRA? <laughs> <laughs> Lying to me. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So what else? Let's talk about You got any big plans for the summer? What are you going to do? You got any plans? You want to go to the beach Thursday? <laughs> oh. I know. Right? Let's run away. Yeah. I definitely don't mind. I haven't been to the, I'm like, beaches around here. I don't think I've ever really gone. No. Um, Like, out, not out, no, it's Ocean City or yeah. Dewey Beach. I've never been to any of those. Man. Yeah. I went to Ocean City, or as we lovingly call it, gross and shitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard ocean shitty, but yeah. Yeah, gross and shitty. That's the yeah. throwback jam right there. Got but it. I have a friend that has a house there, and it's like Bayside and super chill. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. We should go bike camping. You want to go bike camping? Yeah, Jesus was mentioning that. Was mentioning we should do it. I have an extra bike. Do you? I do. Oh, nice. You have a right rack on your back? No, bike? I don't. You get a rack on your back. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I just was in India for two weeks. That's right. Yeah. And you were in the same room yeah. as, drumroll. I know, right? Dalai Lama, people. What? Yeah. That literally, I feel like I'm still, like, and I really do not want this to rub off on me, but I know that time will definitely take it off me. But just, I still feel so, like, zen from that experience, like. Not just obviously being in the presence of the Dalai Lama in like such a small monastery, but just like India in general in that part, like all the yeah, like, the, it was in Ladakh, which is like the Jammu Kashmir state of India, and it's like the Himalayan mountains and the elevations higher and the water's cleaner, and just because there's been so much conflict in that area, it's not the tourism industry has been really really late to the game. Mm. Um, so I just, I, I hadn't witnessed, like, that much, um, like, kind of natural beauty without, like, you know, like, all sorts of commercialism around mm-hmm. it. Like, it was really, really distant from that. And it was kind of fun because it was a family trip. So, like, I'd hear, like, my mom be like, oh, when I was young, this happened here and that happened there. And just to, like, yeah, you know, obviously to have that experience with an immigrant parent back in their home country is pretty legit. That's awesome. I'm glad I got to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, for the rest of the summer, I don't know, just little things here and there. Got to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After being away two weeks, you know? I feel like the summer's almost over. Oh, don't say that. No, it's no, just but... August just started. We got it. And also, like, DC feels like summer until October. Yeah. So, like, for me, mentally, I don't really think of summer ending until, yeah. until then. Yeah. More bike, bike more camping bike camping. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'll go bike camping all the way through like November. Yeah, it's kind of better. You have to carry more stuff because everything's heavier. But mm, yeah, true. That's so good. I'm, like dreaming of I know. <laughs> being in my hammock right now, staring out at the star stars. Yeah, it's also amazing that you can get to something. That dramatically different from DC so quickly. On a bike. On a bike, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Gotta take advantage of that. We should. We should. I've been taking the staff about once a week. We've been like woods bonding. 
Yeah. There you go. It's like your own little time. retreat. It is, man. We have a really good time with it. You know, we had our staff meeting in the woods last week. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, that's so impressive that you have a company that you can have culture like that. Yeah, I mean, I love it, and they saw me riding my bike and going and doing those things, and they were intrigued, and everybody got a bike, and I made sure everybody's bike is, you know, fixed up and working properly and yeah. put racks and bikes. And <laughs> because everybody, you just put people in bikes likes. one person at a time. No, I love it. That's I my know. thing. I get people to quit their jobs, and I get people to ride bikes. <laughs> Those are my two number one specialties. And to eat tacos. Don't and forget ta- that. <laughs> That's right. If you're listening and you want to eat tacos... <laughs> Just hit me up. Just hit me up, man. I'm so down. I'm actually more <laughs> of a fan of queso, but this is DC is not a good queso town. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I feel like queso is like the easiest shit in the world to make, dude. Yeah. Seriously. I don't think I've ever actually even tried There's to have queso in DC. No good queso. Every yeah. year I come back from South by Southwest and I like chase the queso dragon. <laughs> I go from Tex Mex fusion joint yeah. to the next. Mm-hmm. They said. Tell me you have queso. <laughs> I've been craving it ever since my stuffed avocado. <laughs> but for real. Yeah, maybe queso you should maybe you should open problems. up your own little just a queso stand. Yeah, just a, you know, I mean I think that the you know, the wave of the future is simplicity. Dude, queso. You don't need a whole lot of things on your menu right now. Yeah. Just that you could get like a bag of chips. You could get <laughs> A bigger bag of chips. <laughs> no, options. we forgot a Steagle Rattlers. And a Steagle Rattler. And then you could have a little bar where you could throw like jalapenos and onions and things like that on top of your queso. Yeah. Or like, like the a, way they have falafel shops, you could do like a really simplified yes. version of that. Oh, man. That's why, you know, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Dude. Everybody has queso. Mm-hmm. You go to get an oil change to give you a chicken queso. <laughs> 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 it's crazy. <laughs> That's not true, but it would be awesome. If That's it like was. a great value add. Dude, queso everywhere. Like the yeah. diner has queso. But and you know, they, wherever you go and like you get something extra that you didn't expect from the experience, it makes that business or that experience totally. stand out. So literally, if I was getting my oil change, <laughs> I would be like, yo, everybody. Uh, yeah, I would but, never go anywhere else no, again if they sure gave not. me yeah. even. A small treat, like yeah. a piece of chocolate. I would be like, yes, definitely. Yeah, we give like little mints, and I think sometimes people like like they lose their shit over those mints. And I'm yeah. like, tag, like, yeah, so, so. that's good business, man. Yeah. We give people rolling papers and stickers. Yeah, no, but you can't eat those things. You can't eat them, but like swag is swag when it's good. <laughs> that's right. There's a lot of shitty swag out there. Oh. I'm like, keep your t-shirt, goddammit. You know? Yeah, keep your keep keep that future bathroom rag. Yeah. Yeah, I was at this um, government event a few weeks ago, and, and, you know, everybody had their, like, super lame swag, like the stress ball. Oh, yeah. And somebody gave me this, like, pen-sized thing full of, uh, like, hand sanitizer. So, of course, I was joking about it being, like, LSD with, like, the commissioner <laughs> of, like, the Federal Securities Administration. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, just take half. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, See, nice. you know, all you gotta do is just like prod a little bit, and then you find out that everyone's on drugs because oh, it's, it's really the only way that you can get through this life. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a uh, no. Everyone has a coping mechanism. Most definitely, yeah. man. Most definitely. So that's too funny. Well, Pooja, thank you for coming here today and thank sitting you with for having me. me. Um, I really uh, love you, and I respect the hell out of you. Same here, baby. And I really hope that. Uh, 
people listen to this and go to Mellow Mushroom and show some support because they have a... And, like, if anybody wants to try some taco pizzas with Molly and I, hit yeah. us up. <laughs> That's right. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many bad jokes. Yeah. Hashtag Molly Taco Pizza. Yeah. Mellow Mushroom DC. That's <laughs> <laughs> your old tweet, by the way. <laughs> just, uh, just tweet us out, man. I feel like this could be fun, actually. Yeah. You could, how many cooks are in your kitchen? Could you have like a taco pizza like competition and whoever one makes the best one you put on the menu and then we could be the judges? Oh, that's not a bad idea. We gotta be like maybe 12 or 13. Holy shit. People, I mean, not that work all at the same time, but yeah. (coughs) I think I like this idea and I'll give them a DC as fuck shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My kitchens have been loving some free t shirts. Whenever I like turn that shit down, they're like, why'd you turn that down? (laughs) I was like, give me that shirt. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I mean, t- some t-shirts are a thing. When you give yeah. a t-shirt to a woman, it's a different story because we don't wear men's t-shirts. They just don't really, they don't work on us. Yeah. But dudes will always take free shirts. Yeah, maybe. Because it's always dude shirts. Yeah, they are. I mean, if they were always giving out dude women's cut, shirts, dude dudes wouldn't be taking their shirts all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We would take them more often, but they don't make, give us shirts fit for women. No. They always give us gilded men's cardboard shirts. I know. You're like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I'm not doing this. But I digress. So thank you for coming in. Thank and uh, you. if you're listening, go to Mellow Mushroom. Show some support. They really have been supporting creative economy for years. You guys have always had live music and DJs, and you've really gone out of your way to um, provide a safe space for people to have fundraisers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a really cool space. There's a, some this crazy piece of art in there. Um, so it's just, you can see the real attention and the real love for the arts, uh, that, that goes into that place. So stop by and show some love, get some pizza. It really is. You know, I was, I complain a lot about there's no good pizza mm-hmm. in DC, but I'm not going to say that anymore because honestly, your pizza really is that good. No. I think it's better. Like it's better than all the other pizza I've had. Honestly. Yeah. It really well, is. I appreciate that. It really is. It's good stuff, man. And even just the plain cheese is Amazing. That's how you can tell. You got to test that. Yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes I think I don't know. I'm not into all that fancy shit, and I just want. Yeah, no. I mean, I think there's but, time for that. But in terms of like noting like how good pizza is, you got yeah. you got to get to the base. Good slice it's man. about the sauce. It's about the dough. It totally is. It totally is. So so go to Mellow Mushroom. Spend some money. Give Pooja a hug. She loves <laughs> awkward hugs from I do, strangers. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a feeling. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, thank you very much for uh, being here. And you never know, maybe there'll be a mellow mushroom Costa Rica in the future. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or we'll call it something different. We'll call it like, hello, mushroom. Who's <laughs> 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 just like, I hate you. Why would you say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to steal the idea. I swear <laughs> to God. Jeez. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Pooja, for being here. And we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Sounds good. Thank you, dude. See ya. Chopping it up.